What happened? What happened? The rain stopped. Nothing that it came back. Where's the sound? You're fucking this up already. Uh, previously last week on Cock Die, the investigators bail on the veins, stealing everything not nailed down before. Under the subterfuge of an elaborate ritual, I find effectual. Performed by Doctor Who, they made their escape. The last thing they saw before driving back to London was Elois in the large pentagram of the Great Hall transform into a ghoul and attack. Back in the city, the doctor and Little Horse found some live entertainment at the Blue Pyramid Club where Little Horse met a beautiful, the beautiful Yalesh, whose pleas for help belied a nervous tragedy. As Yalesh retired to Dr. Bane's bed and the night passes, you awake to find the belly dancer making eggs in a loosely tied bathrobe. Orange juice is on the table with glasses and you smell toast before seeing a buttery stack. Sexual innuendo or? I thought she was staying with little horse. Yeah, I'm feeling kind of sad now. Yeah, no, I'm feeling kind of sad for you and I didn't even know she was here. I mean, I'm sorry. I mean, she's good looking, you know? Dr. Payne's eating my eggs. I, I don't know what to make of this. <laughs> God damn it. Now, who am I to look a good person about? I'm gonna enjoy some nice breakfast, you know? Yeah, I guess Frank comes out and says, uh, good morning. Exactly, uh, who is this young lady and where are the rest of her clothing? Ah, right. Mm. Well, um, Francis, this is Yelisha. She's, uh, from the Wu Pyramid. She came in last night. And she told us about how her boyfriend had been taken out by the Black Pharaoh, the, the uh, cult that runs around here. Uh, I offered my services and she stayed the night because it was too late. She made breakfast. Well, unlike the butter stack comment, I know that second line you just said was a sexual innuendo. <laughs> God damn it. Exactly how did you find this woman? You were with me. We were making bombs all night. All of a sudden, uh, there's a naked woman in our kitchen making us breakfast. Dr. Bane, you outdone yourself, you sly fox. And uh, uh, Francis, Frank goes for a high five. I'll give him the high five. Um, yes, but no. She was dragged in by... Uh, he's going to gesture towards Doctor Who and Little Horse. Yeah, Little Horse, you're looking pretty uh, downcast this morning. Exactly what? Who's shitting your cereal, sir? They did a I, have a, I have a hangover and from last night, so I'm going to go down to have breakfast separate from what's-her-name. I'm going to go have breakfast at the hotel restaurant. That one's feeling salty. Making your way downstairs, you get a... I'll say that there are some poached eggs and a pint of warm beer for you downstairs. Oh, wait, do they have the raspberry? Uh, Elish. The little um, fruit pastries. You can see on the table next to the orange juice, Yelesh had gone out and got some delicious, like you see, croissants, some raspberry scones are there. It looks pretty fresh. Say no more, fam. 
Uh, miss, I, I apologize. My name is Francis. Bourgeois Jefferson the Third. Uh, may may I ask who I'm making the acquaintance of? Pleasure to meet you, Mr. Jefferson. My name is Yalesha, and I am a dancer at the Blue Pyramid Club. Is Yalesha your real name? Your Christian name? <laughs> uh, she raises an eyebrow at that. Um, I'm actually Muslim, sir. Uh, you can tell my she's apologies. obvious uh, Egyptian descent. Uh, I guess what I meant was, is Yalesha your, your Muslim name? I, I don't know where I'm going with this conversation. Uh, thank you for making breakfast. I think I'll have a piece of toast. And uh, Frank also sits down and, and doesn't make eye contact now with Alessa. She busies herself and you guys are seen too. Your needs satisfied and you guys pass a pretty uh, pleasant uh, breakfast. Except for you, little horse, you're downstairs and your beer is pretty bitter. Uh, does Warm. it give me sanity? Everybody, please recover one HP if you are missing any health. <laughs> Full health. And then I'll say, um, out, giving her a hand. I don't think you've done anything for her per se at this point. Not After we gave her the sleep. Yeah, but... I yeah, mean, I mean, some people did something for her. Not without but, its uh, benefits. <laughs> uh, so, Yalesa, what exactly is it that uh, Dr. Bain here has offered to do for you? Well, I need your all's help. I find myself in need of revenge. Mm. A bit of meal? Exactly who is it that you are seeking your vengeance on? Well, I figured you could kill two birds with one stone, figure out more about the Brotherhood of the Black Pharaoh, as well as maybe disrupt some of their plans. They won't have killed my boyfriend without consequence. Hmm. Uh, I guess I'm going to need to know more about this cult you speak of. Well, frankly, I think you should be a little more careful which bars you stumble into. Brotherhood of the Black Pharaoh has been operating out of the Blue Pyramid Club for almost three years now. I believe they've... Well, I know they've killed more than a baker's dozens of people. More than right. one baker's dozen, to put too many S's in there, but at least uh, more than 13. Right. And we are supposed to do what to these gentlemen? Well, I was afraid to go to the police. I'm afraid to ask anyone for help. I don't know how far these tendrils extend. I was just hoping that someone might be able to stop them and their evil machinations here in London. Exactly what is it that you are proposing to do for us? Should we, uh... In, uh, embark on this endeavor for you. I am not going to be able to pay you if that's what you're asking me. I'm. That's very much what I'm asking you. I, I'm, then, I, then this is a good Samaritan act, an act of charity you're asking us to perform. I thought you were capable of perhaps holding the murderers of my beloved boyfriend accountable, but apparently I was mistaken. She turns to you, Dr. Bane. You see tears welling up in the side of her eye, a little twinkle. 
and she um, appears to get like flustered and she starts gathering up her things and making for the doorway to leave. Ah, I mean, was I supposed to tell her to stop? Uh, She seems to think that you're going to. Storming up to the door, she throws the door open and in this very dramatic gesture, she looks, hair whips across as she looks directly back towards you, Dr. Big. (laughs) No, wait, don't do it. You're so pretty. <laughs> <laughs> Give me a persuasion roll with disadvantage. <laughs> okay, that's fair. God damn it. I'm, I'm confused as to whether you're trying to succeed on this, Jay. And I suppose no I can't I stay mad at you. <laughs> you can't. You can't not succeed. You just can't stop winning. <laughs> Everything Dr. Bane throws. Dr. Bane is, is the reason why. Dr. Bane is the embodiment of the argument that all nice guys have for why they can't get a leg up in this world. <laughs> Girls like a bad boy. I guess. The guy you made his breakfast, you can leave now. Oh, so rude. Right, I'm confused as to, again, were you attempting to keep this woman here? I Not not entirely, no. I mean, I just thought I was supposed to say something. She, she looked at me like she wanted me to say something. I, I, I was just really put on the spot, you know? I, I don't think she... I think she's smitten with me. I do have that effect on people. She slams the door and then, like, almost steam coming out of her ear. She stumps back over to the table, pours herself some OJ, and starts stuffing toast into her mouth. She's kind of glaring at you both. Ah. Mm. All right, I'm going to go wash up and uh, we can start our day. Oh. Very good, ma'am. Would you need anything? I've outlaid the bathroom for you with soaps uh, and uh, different uh, fresh towels. Let me know if you need anything else, ma'am. Oh, yes, yes, thank you, Samuel. Uh, thank you, Samuel. Uh, that said, I'm not convinced that this conversation's over. Uh, what are we doing then for this young lady? Because she's not offering to pay. She wouldn't go to the police. And now she expects us to enact some kind of vigilante justice on an organized crime syndicate. All because she is pretty and she bad at her eyelashes at you? Exactly what are we doing here? Because as far as I was aware, we were going to be booking a flight out of this country and moving on our own tasks. Bane's gonna backtrack, you know, pedal backwards. Yeah, sorry, Bane, if you don't mind coming back and not leaving me with this young lady who seems to think I'm going to do something for her. Right, 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 right. Um, um, look, things happened last night. I took the chivalrous route. I didn't know what I was saying. I was tired from staying up making bombs. And it, it, <laughs> this have gotten to me. I forgot that there are wispy aberrations in the street. But, uh, no, no, you're absolutely right. They, we have no business from us. But if you would give me a moment, I'll try to persuade her or say to her, go to the police since we are not the right people for this. I'm, I'm not really trying to deal with the cult. Yes. So, uh, ma'am, Ulyssa, since you were sitting here listening to us have this conversation, uh, so I don't have to repeat myself, I'm not exactly sure you've made a convincing argument for why we are doing any of this for you. 
at present while yes my big heart says i should go ahead and again perform vigilante justice against an organized crime syndicate um frankly i don't think it's really my or my associates business uh mingling or or interfering with the business uh in a foreign country with ways different to our own you're here oh, you? doesn't seem like the christian thing to do uh wait i'm very sorry i forgot um the cult she's dealing with is mentioned by uh our friend who you know took our word to figure out what happened with the expeditions uh, of course it is so it does hold some form of connection to us. It's just... It's an actual... Right. Ma'am, we're gonna need to know considerably more than we know at this point, then. Before we she could uh, possibly commit to any kind of action. Tell you everything I need to... Oh, whoops. I'll tell you everything I know. Alright. Who was your boyfriend? Oh, I don't know that. <laughs> what? He just had to get oh, dick. I never uh, learned his name. Uh, I'm going to need a sidebar. Samuel, will you take the young lady the hell out of our, our dining area? Yes, sir. Ma'am, please, this way. What's over here? No, I just wanted to show you something. Oh, okay. Has, uh, has Horst finished his breakfast yet? I'm having a nice newspaper read and some coffee. Uh, all right. Vane, well, what the fuck are we doing here? What would you like to do? I can try to get What's things... she going to tell us? She didn't even know the young man's name. Exactly why do we believe that this woman is not working for this organization? Her yeah. name is Yalissa. She's a Muslim. No offense to the Muslim kind. Uh... I don't know why she's in here making toast in my in my dining area, and I don't know exactly what she expects us to do about a cult of criminals who've killed at least a baker dozens worth of people. I do still have Doctor Who's mystery concoction. If we we could use it as a uh, plan B to uh, just make her go crazy in our hotel room. Okay. How about we call security and they remove the young lady and whatever uh, accoutrements and garments she's left strewn about your bedroom, Bane, and I she, uh, we go ahead and, <laughs> god damn, I, I, I'm, I'm at a loss for words here, I'm not exactly sure what we're supposed to, she didn't even know the young man's name, exactly why would she care then that we do anything about this, because right, he had good dick? <laughs> I'm risking my life for good dick. Many have before, but not me. She's with good dick right now. It's outrageous. I'm trying to take this seriously, but it's like, it's just so much. Am I wrong in any of my assertions here? I feel like I feel like I've gotten the gist of what's occurring here, and each each new detail makes me more unsettled than the last. It's for the plot. Oh, right, for the plot. I, uh, well. Once you put it like that. She wanders back in. Oh, I remembered my boyfriend's name. His name was Badru. And then she wanders back out. Oh, right. Oh, well, my objections uh, have been rescinded then. The the man's name is Badru. He's dead now, so it doesn't really matter. What was his name? <laughs> 
How long were you guys dating? Oh, we were together for about four years. I think. What was finally... his middle name? Where did he go to high school? <laughs> Forrest, having oh, finished here. breakfast, has returned to the room and is. Are the parents why... still alive? <laughs> why are you interrogating this fine young woman who is so attractive and was once my girlfriend? Oh, it's evening. Until she slept with Bane instead. Yeah. My dead boyfriend's back. Yay. You act like that was my fault. I'm just too tempting. I told her no, but she didn't listen. Alright, so this woman's not going to give us any money, but she is going to tell us, uh, ma'am, what can you tell us about this cult that Bajru was murdered by? Who's Bajru? It's my her dead boyfriend. Another one of the boyfriends. Apparently. Oh my goodness. This you're one making... had good dick. If that makes you feel any better about the situation. You're making me sound like a slut. I'll have you know that we dated for four years before he was violently butchered by this brotherhood. What did he do? I, I, well, if, if it was four years, I can understand why you had trouble remembering his name. Uh. Well, he, <laughs> what he did specifically is that one of the cultists hit on me, and he wasn't having it, so he stood up to the man. And then they took him out back, and that was the last I saw of him. Does it ever occur to you that by working in such a shady environment, in such revealing clothes, that, you know, people are going to hit on you? I was suspicious of why the money was so good, and well, frankly, I wasn't expecting to pay the price of my boyfriend for the, for the job. Maybe just don't have that type of job, especially if you have a significant other. The Brotherhood has been using the cult of the Blue... Oh, excuse me. Has been using the Blue Pyramid cult. Damn it. Fucking up really hard. Okay. Club. It's all right. It's all right. Have some toast. Oh, thank you. Try, I, try again. I need to calm down here. Let me have a sip. And she takes a big glug of uh, some... That's been a confrontational morning. I apologize for my tone. I uh, just... I, I forgive still you. I forgive you. Aster. Here's some more information about the Blue Pyramid cult. <laughs> they have yes, been please. operating out of the Blue Pyramid Club for... About three years now, and, well, sometimes they'll have some people in the cellar that they'll transport to the countryside, and uh, about once a month, uh, 20 or so people will pile into a truck and head out outside the city, and, well, I think that's, uh, time of the month is coming up pretty again. Regular, sure is. It's on so time. they've killed at least a baker's dozen worth of people, but every single month they transport 20 people out to the countryside in their van. Yes, I believe those are the cult members. It's not like they're killing 20 people a month. They oh, have 20 cult members, and they'll probably sacrifice a few people. I'm trying to avoid getting caught. I know it's going on, but I'm not exactly looking directly at it, if that makes sense. Uh, well, but you'd like us, complete strangers, whom, uh, one of which you met drunk last night, the other one which you slept with, to uh, take care of this problem for you. I do you a favor. Uh, the you long and the short favor. of it. What favor have you done for me besides breakfast? Funny you mentioned the long and short of it. It's more the long side for this one. She winks over at Dr. Bane. Oh, God. Does, uh, does horse take any sanity damage? <laughs> <laughs> Once again, I'm sorry I stole your girlfriend's horse. Whatever. You say that. Why are we interrogating this girl? Let's let her... She should be on her way. Yeah, she could be on her way. The question is, are we on our way when we're done? Or are we helping this 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 
lovely young lady by taking on a cult that apparently the police aren't capable of dealing with. Uh, just the three of us and Doctor Who, who is still drunk on the couch, passed out unconscious as always. Can I pull Samuel aside and have him go uh, buy some plane tickets? No, oh, no problem, man. Where to? Uh, home. <laughs> Absolutely, one way, right away, miss. Oh, right away, sir. No, no, no. He's gonna walk back up with the group. All right. Got the lay on the charm. I'm gonna put my hands on my shoulder. Are you charming? Are you charming Frank? Or are you charming the lady? Not she you. seems. She still seems to think we're gonna do something for her. That's I think the only one here that's ups- <laughs> that, that has no interest in doing this is Frank. So are you trying to charm me into doing it? What? What's your no. game plan? I guess. I'm sending her away. I, re- I really don't want to have to deal with the cult right now. Gotcha. All right. We were I'm supposed to Africa, bro. Or Egypt. This this wasn't the stop. This wasn't where we were supposed I mean, to be. this has pyramids involved, which is kind of like Egypt. <laughs> that That's that's your defense. That's what you're using. That this is where you're taking that. Well... We could learn something about Egypt by looking into this cult. Probably if it's like a pyramid cult, there, you know, it's got connections in Egypt. Maybe we could like join the cult. Perhaps they have discounted tickets to Egypt. Mm. Uh, specifically the book. I, I am a sucker for a good discount. Yeah. The book I had was called a uh, Life as God, right? It mentions the um. The Black Pharaoh, right? Yes, specifically, the Brotherhood of Black Pharaoh is mentioned in Life as a God. What Uh, it mentions is that it is a cult, a contemporary of the writing of the book, which was written in the early 1800s. Uh, I found it in resources. The only copy of a diary of an English artist, Crompton, who came to Egypt in 1805 and became a minor priest of the Brotherhood of the Black Pharaoh, it narrates all manner of unspeakable acts committed by the Pharaoh of Darkness, as well as describing a hidden throne room in the Bent Pyramid. Ah, yes, just like uh, H.P. Lovecraft. Unspeakable horrors. Hmm. Yeah. So, I don't think we just should like be- like Lovecraft <laughs> to have the word black and unspeakable horrors in the same sentence. <laughs> oh, yeah. A noble eldritch hole. Oh, yes. I, I mean, like... But, yes, uh... Unspeakable acts have been committed by this cult. I don't know what they are, but they're unspeakable. So they must be bad. Like tax evasion. <laughs> oh, uh, Frank, uh, Frank shudders. <laughs> Frank uh, luckily passes his sanity check. Don't mention taxes. Oh, he knows. Oh. Watch your mouth, please. Uh, my apologies. But yes, uh, hmm. Miss, so you want us to knock in the door to this gang? You want us to go out to the countryside and find out what they're doing? What What exactly would you like us to do? It was at all possible to make the Brotherhood of the... It was at all just possible to make them vanish and go away. Stop making... 
it's not possible I, to make them stop hurting people, really? Like, don't they I mean, the club that you work at, though? Do you really want to lose your job? Sometimes if you want to keep a job, you said it paid pretty well. You don't want to lose your job. Innocent people are not murdered anymore, then yes, I'll happily give up my job. So you met Horst and our drunkard friend on the couch there at the club and thought, these two gentlemen are more than capable of just dismantling this organization from the ground up Granted, and making it so that I... they can never hurt another person. I may have yes, overestimated you, your friends. I am <laughs> regretting my decision. My choice seems a little bit... Well, it doesn't seem wise in 2020 hindsight, but I'm stuck with you now. And what? All right. What can you do to help us in this endeavor? Assuming that we're going to do it, which is a big assumption at the moment. What can we, three people and a drunk man passed out on the couch, do about a large supposedly multi-million dollar like background like um cult that's a good question but before we get to that what can you tell us about this organization your bosses what can you tell us to help us if we were to do this thing for you i need to know everything that you know about this organization and i need to know it as right now can any of us do in the face of overwhelming darkness and destruction What's Bane stand? is readying a cloth of chloroform on the side. Okay, yeah, I'm going to need you. Here's the first thing you could do. Answer my question. What do you know about this organization? The more we know, the more we can help. As she's talking, um, yes, Dr. Bane, you are readying a chloroform cloth. She says to you, Francis, the owner of the Blue Pyramid Club isn't... He isn't in on it. He is not part of the cult himself. He is... Merely being threatened. Okay. So he's being threatened. The cult goes out to the countryside. Where do they meet on uh, these weekends, this once a month? The owner of the club, the Blue Pyramid Club, his name is Abdul Nawashi. Uh, uh, Nawasha. Abdul Nawasha. He is a good man, but if threatened, especially with discovery, he will side with the cult. I caution you, be careful. Try and let him. Try and let him be. He's being watched closely. The individual you need to watch out for most cautiously is a woman who runs Empire Spices by the name of Zahara Shafiq. She is a powerful and dangerous figure. I think she might even wield dark magics at her disposal. I'm not exactly sure what her plans here are in London, but. The web of darkness and her machinations stretch out far beyond just the branch of the Brotherhood here in London. I'm sorry, I wish I could arm you with more information, but that's all I know. Other than the burning desire for revenge in my heart for my beloved boyfriend, yes, yes. um... Um, that's very... Started with a B, Badger or something like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, this organ... When, when they, uh, meet together and then head off to the countryside, do you know where they meet first, or you just know that some of them leave? Usually they gather about three o'clock in the morning in front of the Blue Pyramid Club before piling into a truck with their victims. So it would be this Saturday, this Sunday, when exactly? Oh, yes, yeah, so this Saturday. Uh, what's today? For, uh, Friday. <laughs> you guys got your day to get ready. Yeah, does anyone have any plans, or...? 
Okay. Where to start with this? First off, we're thinking right. about being, uh, wanting revenge for her four-year boyfriend. It's kind of flimsy, considering she got over it so quick. Yeah, let's have this conversation once you listen to that of you. Uh, ma'am, thank you very much for bringing this to our attention. Since you have no intention of giving us any kind of payment or, or goods for the services that you're asking us to render, uh, I think our transaction with you is finished. Uh, if you'd be so kind as to accompany our manservant Samuel, he will lead you to the exit. He uh, will then gather your clothing and deposit them in the hallway outside of our hotel room next to you. Uh, Horst, if you have something you need to say to the young lady, it's entirely up to you. I don't need to say anything to this young lady. Oh, it's like that. It is like that. Good. Oh. That's what I was hoping. And you see, it was a pleasure making your acquaintance. Thanks for the toast that I assume you brought to our hotel. We did not have food here to begin with. <laughs> I pocket full of bread. <laughs> you brought some bread and some butter in your stripper outfit. Where'd you pull that out from? On the way home. That was a very revealing outfit. I doubt she would have had it anywhere on her. And you guys wonder, where did she pull that bread out from as Samuel Swimus leads her out <laughs> of the apartment and he's carrying this like neat little folded pile of teeny tiny clothing as he uh, slams the door behind her. I'm going to toss the chloroform rag to the side and go off and try to get my stuff together for a shower. Kind of sticks to the wall. Mm. Yeah, I think I'm gonna need a shower too. Well, let's let's reconvene here in a few minutes, and we can uh, discuss exactly what the fuck all of this means and how it changes or does not change our plans going forward. Ah, uh, yeah, that, that'd be nice. Doctor Bain, you find yourself in the shower. Uh oh. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> you wouldn't. Shower is sacred. There's some places even Lovecraft wouldn't fuck with. <laughs> But you guys, uh, go ahead and ready yourself for the day, and uh, after grabbing a, f- a few more mouthfuls of toast before running out the door, you are uh, the- you have the city to yourself. Samuel uh, comes back into the room. Oh, miss, I have the... Oh, oh sorry. You're all guys. Uh, sirs, I have your tickets here. Uh, one-way tickets to... Uh, wherever you told them you wanted to play and tickets to. Great. Oh. Uh, can I get... Oh, it's only been a day, I guess. But is there any, like, update on the stuff I sent for the auctions? Oh, yeah, yeah. The tickets are one-way trip. Steamers back to New York. Going, asking Samuel if you've had any correspondences. He brings over a stack of letters and flipping through them. Oh, here we go. Something from... Christie's here. Here you go, sir. You are handed a exquisite envelope. It's very fine parchment. Um, very fancy. You open it up and uh, breaking the wax seal like this uh, elegantly carved C. Oh, so we'll go ahead. Does it have a nice little wax seal on it? It does. And you pick up an equally nice letter cutter that you stole from the veins. It's like diamond encrusted silver letter opener. Pop it open, and you unfold a very spidery handwritten letter. It says that your little Miss Rose has sold in the amount of a. Th- 
It's going to be um, 10,000 pounds, and your proceeds are being held at Christie's for, uh, and are available for pickup. Ah, very nice. How much is that in American monies? It's like a million dollars. Good enough. <laughs> it's all cash. Gave him a good discount. Very nice, very nice. And uh, the rest of the letter details how the funds are to are to be distributed, if they are to be transferred into your own private banking account, or if they are to be held by the auction house at a, well, a very generous interest rate. Hmm. As part of the capital I'll class, you now have access to certain benefits of uh, being such a wealthy and high credit score individual. Does this increase my credit score? You, I will you, not for it. My credit rating. Your credit rating is what's getting you these benefits. See, if you are part of the capital class, you get access to these benefits. It's not the other way around. Oh, dang. Oh, well. Now I'm a millionaire, so it doesn't matter. I got a million British monies. <laughs> I'll keep it in the auction house for now. Stuff's happening. It's too hot. Safe there, I can launder it later. <laughs> All right. Uh, so, is there. Do either one of you want to make a compelling argument for why we should uh, attempt to take on this cult? Well, it's, it's very hard to think of any good reason. She's not providing anything. She's not that pretty, arguably. Uh, uh, I'm not really willing to risk my life for chivalry. Bro, I she mean, I think she was pretty hot, but other than that one point, I think I agreed, uh, Mr. Horst. Oh, I was just pondering whether she was actually a 9 out of 10 or a 10 out of 10. Horst kind of just looks down and ponders. She is perfect. She is obviously a 10 out of 10, but your brain is trying to justify ways to slide her and be like, nah, she's only a 9. Do you think the cult would pay us to turn her in? Would they? Mm. Oh, but then they would know that we have their cult secrets and they would come and kill us. Well, turn her in. She, they might, like you know, look the other but, way. There might be something in it for us. That we know if it's something that Elijah had written about, it could be connected. It could. I, I it, it pains me. It pains me to my very, very core to say this. But there could be an argument for finding out more information about this cult. So as to help us solve the mystery of what happened to the expedition team. There, I said it. It hurt every syllable coming out of my mouth. <laughs> Oh, you poor thing. Take some sanity damage. Have to do it oh, for yes. free. <laughs> I mean, they like to have money there. All right. Well, there's. We threaten the club leader, the club owner, with legal <laughs> action. We could threaten to go to the police with what we know. I'm, I'm sure. I don't like that idea. It seems very dangerous. But in we could do it so as to extort him. He could give us money. That. 
we could do regardless of whether we do anything else with the cult, frankly. Um, Can I have Samuel order gas masks? Of course, do you mind me asking, sir, why you'll need these gas masks? Uh, ask less questions, Samuel. Of course, I apologize. See him do a quick uh, 180, a neat uh, pivot, and... Uh, I hear you say these things. I always get very excited, Mr. Bane. Dr. Bane. Um, so, I mean, we could find... I, I guess... What's our next step? If not this, exactly what we are doing. We could head straight to Africa, but I don't feel like we actually know much more than we did when we first arrived on this continent. Well, as I see it, playing a another... loose plan here, we spend the next upcoming days gathering about as much information as we can, you know, frequenting the Blue Pyramid, you know, hanging around those people of those nature, and waiting until the very day when they're supposed to head out with their 20 cult members and some sacrifices. So Maybe. 3 a.m. morning. Yes, I know you're not a morning person, but... Has to be done. Right. Um, yes. Do we want to leave it all laissez-faire, as in we'll play it by ear? Uh, off the hip? Off the cuff? Or do we... Are we following these gentlemen into the countryside? Is there any possibility that we are following them into the countryside? Or that... should we gather as much information as we can? There's also <sighs> the possibility we pose as the actual victims and get into the cart ourselves and all that. But following them would probably be the safer option. Alright, then I think the safest option is that we find out as much information as we can safely, and under no circumstances do we let them catch on to us or force us to go to the countryside with them. As long as there's no chance of that happening, no possible chance whatsoever, I think this would be fine. As long as the three of us are agreed that whatever happens, there's no possible way that we are coerced into going into the countryside, then I think there's no problem with this plan whatsoever. I agree with that. No. I'll call it to uh, 20 minutes from now when we're being gagged and pushed into a van and go to the countryside, right? Uh, foreshadowing. Yeah, foreshadowing. <laughs> Alright, okay. let's go to the, the Blue Oyster Cult then. Or club, whatever. I'm Here. sure that other front businesses besides the uh, the Blue Pyramid, so I'm going to try to go look into those, you know, ask some journalists and whatnot. That's good. Uh, Mr. Horse, you feel like doing? Say again? Oh, what do you feel like doing? I was going to get a drink at the uh, the, the club, I guess. What time is it? Uh, what, time, what, what time is it? I think it's like <laughs> 9 in the morning, right? <laughs> <laughs> Correct. You guys just had some runny eggs and toast. Called about 8.30, 9 o'clock. I think I need a gap. Oh, I didn't get that shotgun last time. I think I need to find myself a weapon. All right. I'm well, going to go to one of the journalist's office or local newspaper or drama magazines or whatever. Understood. So, while well, Little Horse and Francis, while you gear up and make your way into the city, looking to arm yourselves with some heavy metal. Dr. Bane, you make your way over to The Scoop, the newspaper where you have a connection in Mike Mahoney. Oh, yes. 
Smart talking individual, you were referred to him by your dearly departed friend, Jackson Elias. While he was here in London, he was researching a few things, and he did mention the cult of the, uh, the Brotherhood of the Black Pharaoh to you, and maybe Mike Mahoney will be able to inform you more about it. I'll take that. Then I request an audience with him. Making your way, making your way across town, you find yourself at the scoop, and it has this uh, like planet with a ring around it. In the background, you hear like a thousand typewriters going at a million miles an hour, and you just see this giant turning wheel with a tons of paper moving under it, and you just see this wheel printing and spinning, printing and spinning. Frenetic energy of this newsroom is, well, it's infectious. Hmm. It's very diligent. Uh, is there like a reception desk somewhere? Or... I need to flippity flip flip. This is at the beginning of the chapter. England's a big chapter. Is what sticky notes are for. Hey, I have sticky notes. You need more. I do. But it's a literal rainbow that I'm looking at, so it's, there's such a thing as too many stickies. There's nothing. <laughs> you need a sticky note system to organize your sticky notes. Oh my god, stickies on stickies? Yeah, stickies all the way down. Stickyception. <laughs> That's what was confusing me. Schosenberg was in New York. All right. Couldn't tell from the name. So after a few minutes of wandering around lost and, you know, bumping into people and like a stack of uh, papers gets spilled on the floor going everywhere. This giant fat dude with a, like a balding dude with a bowler hat comes up. Oh, hey, what can I help you? Mike Mahoney, what can I do for you? You don't belong here. What can I do for you? Ah, uh, yes, you are exactly the man I be. Is there somewhere private we might be able to speak? Yeah, so words I never heard from my ex-wife. Of course, come over here. This way. <laughs> oh. He leads you back into a tiny office. You see, like, on the desk in front of him, not a single inch of space is free. All the way up, about two or three feet are just st stacked with papers. You see him, like, pick up a ringing telephone. Shouts something into it, put it back down, picks up a cigar, lights it. Oh, yeah, what can I do for you? Mike's always here to satisfy, except my ex-wife. Ah. Uh, gonna be like that. Okay. Uh, hi, my name is Dr. Bain Envervious. Uh, I suppose I should just cut to the chase. I came here for a specific type of information. Um, 
you seem to have been an acquaintance with one of my dearly departed friends, and he recommended me to you. Um, I will start off asking if you know anything about the Brotherhood of the Black Pharaoh. <laughs> he puts like a hand up to his phone, uh, which is on the receiver. God damn it. Look, all right, all I know is that the Brotherhood been operating in London for a while. There's been like 17 people that have been killed, uh, mostly Egyptians, so, you know, hey, we look, uh, we don't look into it as hard as if they were Englishmen, but hey, you know, we, we reported on it here at the Scoop, we don't care if you're Egyptian or English, you know, murder. murder. Uh, it has recently come to my attention that one of the fronts, so call it, for the uh, itself is a nightclub by the name of the Lupin. Uh, would you know if any other establishments that are of similar standing? Or... Well, it's been rumored. Well, frankly, I don't like to put a lot of stock in these rumors because I don't like to spread rumors. We're a legitimate news operation here. But it was odd that the only Egyptian club in the city would, uh... Well, there's just a lot of rumors going around about the only Egyptian club in the city and a whole bunch of Egyptian murders. Like, all the people who were Egyptian who were murdered, like, people just naturally started conducting those things. But, again, we are a respectable news establishment and we don't play up into the paparazzi the Nazi propaganda. Uh, yes, uh, I Do you have any other sort of information on it? Well, I could tell you what Elias came in here asking me for here. And he pulls out a couple news stories for you and hands them over to you. I'm gonna flip through You've seen them before. It goes into the Egyptian murders, and you see, like, uh, where Elias was kind of highlighting or underlying. Yeah, he was asking me about these stories, but frankly, I, I couldn't find any kind of connection. However, this woman, Zahar Shafiq. Oh, the owner of the Spices. The very same. She seems to have a very prominent position in this part of the underground society here, but we were never able to turn up anything substantial to report on. It's hearsay and rumors. I see. Hmm. Well, I suppose that is enough to go off for now. Um, would you happen to know the uh, dwelling place of this? Oh, I'm sorry, what was that? The owner of the Empire Spices. Oh, well, of course. <laughs> and he writes down on a piece of paper uh, the address of Empire Spices, which you recognize um, as being handed to you by Yelesh. She gave you a business card, and while still a little wrinkled, uh, as you pull it out of your pocket, you compare... And the business card that says Empire Spices matches the address that Mike Mahoney gives you. It must be the same spot. Alright. Oh, well, thank you very much for your time. If anything else comes up, you can send me a telegram at this number. And, uh, thank you again. It was very nice meeting your acquaintance. 
Likewise, one last thing before I let you go. Um, Jackson is very much interested in the Plenty Foundation, and I am very saddened to see that Elias is no longer with us, and well, obviously whoever he was asking questions about caught up to him, so just be careful. Uh, Edward Gavigan is a very powerful man. I do appreciate your concern. You watch yourself as well. Journalism is an easy business. Yes, but we soldier on for the public. For the republic. And he goes on and on about this uh, like whole creed about how the fourth estate is the only thing standing between tyranny and overwrought propaganda and the whole mass is just being brainwashed by authoritarian strongmen. On and on about how information, there's an information war. I'm just gonna slowly back out. Yeah, he's like spun around in his chair and you just see this wisp of cigar smoke going up as he's ranting into the back of his wall. You click, click, click shut the door behind you and make your way through the newsroom. Um, I'm going to head to the Empire Spices. You can, like, cut back to the horse and fancies. All right. So as Dr. Bane makes her way from the scoop, armed with more information about perhaps... what Jackson was doing here in London and what the connections of the Brotherhoods here might be with the rest of the cult forming around the world. Little Horse and Francis, what are you two doing as uh, Dr. Bane made her way from the apartment or the hotel? What do you guys do? We were looking for some guns. Yes, I need a gat, and I think I need a much nicer suit. As uh, as Frank's walking around, an idea comes to him. And now he's got a little bit of extra money since uh, they robbed the uh, the rich guy. This is true. So uh, yeah, Frank would like to find both of those items in that order. First a gat, and then. With sufficient asking and Samuel's guidance, you are able to find a contact and purchase a couple of guns. I'll say that Samuel goes with you as contacts finally came through with uh, those gas masks and going to pick those up. You are able to outfit yourselves with a gun as well. Yeah, Frank's not a long gun kind of guy, not since the war. So he just wanted another pistol. And you're yep. able to find one and during the meeting, the gas mask goes smoothly, but very surreptitious nervousness comes over the individual giving you the gun. This ain't America, and you can tell that he is on edge giving you guns. This isn't a hey, hey, hey. Pick from this wall of guns over here. You can have as many of them as you want, and they're all automatic. Isn't that great? Oh, respectfully, sir, hear my voice. I'm a cowboy. I know what I'm doing. Ah, well. Oh, hey, hey, right, hey. I didn't realize you're a yank. Hey, here's all the guns. You guys know how to operate these. I don't need to explain. Here's the user manual. I'll just tear that up. Rip, rip, rip. Oh, thank you. In fact, oh, that was a necessity. I appreciate it. So, uh, yeah, Frank wants that, and then Frank wants to get a nice-looking suit. 
Something that would make him look uh, distinguished, like a gentleman of some means. All right, I'll say you guys make your way down to the fashion district, and a very flamboyant individual takes your measurements, and it's going to take another day to get the tailor, uh, get the specifications right, but... Well, I don't have a day, so I guess it could look a little funky, but I'm going to need that suit, and I'm going to need to walk out with it right now. Oh, If it's all the same to you, son. No, sir, I didn't realize it's a rush order. Maybe you could help us... uh... Put make this expedited project for Frank kind of lifts his coat a little bit so that the shopkeeper can see his gun and says, uh, no, I think I'm just going to need that suit. Mm-hmm. Uh, sooner than later. Okay, yeah, we'll have it ready this afternoon, sir. Thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> and you guys, getting uh, your requested items, a very nice suit is tailored for you and uh, it's a very... Uh, custom position where your gun holster goes. Uh, nicer than I expected. Uh, I'm frankly glad that I threatened that man with this gun. Otherwise, he might not have put the holster pocket in. Looks fantastic, sir. And so, uh, yeah. Uh, let me explain what I'm thinking, Horst. Yes. We know the sh- we know the owner of this club. We need to find more information about the cult. Uh, it sounds like the club owner's been having some trouble with this cult. I say we come in there as fancy entrepreneurs looking to open up a nightclub ourselves in the area. We heard that this gentleman has the best club. And we just kind of... Well, we'll kind of see where the conversation goes. Maybe we threaten to try to buy him out. Maybe we threaten him with competition. Maybe we uh, make uh, mentions of this cult and how they might not be super happy with the services he's provided and how they might be looking to replace management with someone even more uh, amicable to their their organization. I, I think the conversation could go a couple different ways, but I think we try to strong arm this man into telling us more information that he might want to normally about this uh, cult. And then we sell him out to the cult, or we... Uh, maybe. Yeah, we'll see. Okay. I like that one. That certainly gets us some money, which, yeah, thank God, you're the only one who seems to have his eye on the prize here. So I like the idea of owning the club as well. Then I would be Yelush's boss. Yes, you would. And there comes Perks with such a position. Let's go find him. Let's go. Well, I'm uncomfortable. You guys make your way across town <laughs> into the Blue Pyramid cult. Getting there about 10 a.m. It's the 1920s. Such a conflict of interest has never been a problem in the past. I can't see it ever being a problem in the future. Exactly. There's no way that such a, uh, a disparity in power could ever be seen as anything other than something desirable. Totally. No matter how long people live or no matter how much society changes, this will always be something that is perfectly appropriate. Clearly. Mm-hmm. Thank God. I mean, I wouldn't want to live in any kind of other world, right? No way. I mean, it's not something that continually and always leads to abuse. Thank God. Couldn't possibly. I couldn't think of a less abusive relationship than your, uh, you owning the club of this woman who you have some very strange hangups on. Anyways, uh, let's head on over. Anyway, you guys find yourself in front of the Blue Pyramid Club? Uh, it's been a few hours by this time, right? The club's open. 
Uh, I think we need to go see Mr. Abdul. Let's just go in the front door. Open it up. So yeah, let's open up the front door in our fancy fucking suits. You guys are looking good. Dusting the, sh uh, dusting the shoulders off. You guys made your way. Sidewalk like it's Saturday Night Fever. Big feet sticking out. Fancy ass suits. Pinstripes. Uh, and yeah, I guess uh, uh, we're going to go up to the first bouncer we see after we enter the club and say, uh, uh, hey, you there, sir, boy. No, not boy. Let's not do that. Uh, hey, you there, uh, son. You'd be so kind as to introduce me to the proprietor of this organization. As you can tell from my very fancy suits, I am also a man of some means, and uh, I have a bit of a proposition for the, uh, the gentleman in charge. Sorry, club's closed. And he, um, like, wanders off into the back alley. You guys look around, and you guys trying to make your way into the Blue uh, Pyramid Club. Find the door is barred shut. Everything's locked up tight. Guess you got here a little too early. Well, fuck. All right. Uh, I push W. And I set the timer to three hours, and then I, uh, apparently, my character just stands there staring forward for the next three hours. Like, where are these ducks? We're being attacked. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, God. I pull out my gun, and I shoot at the ducks. Angry. You throw some white feathers into the air, but he flies away. Flashback over to. Took me for a second to find the skill. <laughs> All right, flashback. Sorry. See if this. Let's see what this duck dodge does. Yeah, you paste the duck into a, a fine red pink misk. 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 Cutscene. Back over to Doctor Bane. What are you doing? Uh, heading to the Spice Lady's establishment. Making your way through the city, you arrive at a pretty nice establishment. You look at the sign, it says Empire Spices, and you see a wonderfully artistic rendering of all these different animals within the lettering of Empire Spices. See like a cheetah chasing a gazelle and biting into it, dragging it down. You see a water buffalo tangling with a lion. Hmm. Very fancy. Zahara Spy Shop, Empire Spice is a two-story building at 76 Wardour Street in Soho. People of all sorts are in the shop patronizing it, and you see a couple people with those really long white chef's hats, as well as individuals with a surge of foreign and unusual tastes. Entering the store, tink tink tink, your senses are met with wonderful smells, very pleasant and comforting to a visitor. The spices and herbs line the wall in large jars or drawers, each labeled with contents. Mm. After a few minutes of perusing and 
sampling these different like spicy and ooh, that one's very sweet almost dude that's a sour one very beautiful woman walks up to you it's my favorite music so far just hands down love it of course the new jubi is always uh ranking high in the in the cool ass jams department If there's anything I can help you find, I'd be at your disposal. My name is Zahara. Ah, uh, Lane is going to take a bow, grab her hand, and gently kiss it. Ah, yes, Mrs. Zahara Shafiq. Very nice to finally make your acquaintance. Oh my, aren't you the charmer? <laughs> oh, you. He's uh, going to pull away again and be like, I am under the understanding that you are the owner of this establishment. Yes, I've been here in London, owning and operating this shop for about three years now. Understand. But would you mind uh, us taking this somewhat private? Oh, may I have asked what for? I had some matters to discuss with you, and I would rather it not be done in the open. Sex. Give me a persuasion. <laughs> Sex. Give me a persuasion <laughs> rule. God you have to understand my reticence I just met you I don't know we should be disappearing behind the curtains so soon uh, well I'm sure that is a problem uh, I, I didn't even introduce myself I'm very sorry I am Dr. Bain Ambervious. Um I have some association with the Pinhue Foundation uh, one of my dear friends Mr. Elias recently passed and uh, the matters I would like to speak with you with are on the more unsavory side Hey, Joe, and you see her turn to a younger man, probably around 26. Do you mind leaving the room and giving us a bit of privacy? You see the young man walk out, casting uh, glances of dispersion back at you, but he does exit and close the door behind him. He's mainly jealous. Ooh, jealous. Leading you back to the rear of the store and then up a set of staircases, she leads you into a lovely, almost lavishly furnished apartment. You see these enormous overstuffed leather couches, deep, hard wood tables, polished to a shine. Hmm. She goes over to one of the couches, lighting up a hookah, sits down on a very nice pillow on the floor. I'll take an adjacent seat. Blowing out a fat cloud, she hands over the hookah to you. I'll take a... Uh, take a... Badass rip. <laughs> Not even, I want to be cautious with it, so... As you blow out the smoke... She grins devilishly at you, but not so much in a way of, uh, of surreptitious. It's more in a playful, oh, isn't that cute? Very Joe Rogan to Elon Musk when he took a little baby hit. <laughs> okay. Uh. You know, I've assisted the Penhue Foundation myself on occasion, helping them prepare expeditions. Wasn't very long ago that I helped them prepare mission... Had an expedition with the Carlisle expedition, in fact. 
So you must be acquainted with with uh, Edward Gavigan. Yes, we have a passing acquaintance. Uh, frankly, I oh, you know how the English gentry can be. I find them quite stuffy. <laughs> no. Luckily for you, I'm not English. Oh no, I actually have a, quite a uh, crush on Americans. Mm. Well, ah, anyway. but no, that's not what I'm here for. <laughs> no, no, of course not, but as I have worked with the Penu Foundation, and I do know Edward, he is a very knowledgeable individual, good at his work, but I find him a little obsessive, and like to keep my distance, help any way I can, but uh, keep it, uh, uh, well, I wouldn't say cold professionally, but uh, to a minimum. understand. Now, Miss Shafiq, uh, what I came to you for is somewhat of a business proposition. Oh, please do tell. You see, how do I put this? I'm currently dealing with some things along with my comrades that require a bit more manpower than what I have available to me. But you knowing, uh, Mr. Gavigan and associating with him, I would be much you know, appreciative if you would lend out your hand to us as well. Well, I think that is something I'd be willing to entertain. It depends on when and how. The win is a fairly soon. Um, the Saturday, I believe. Oh, tomorrow? What's happening tomorrow? Well, that much I can't really give you at this moment since our business proposition hasn't been fully sealed, but it does require a bit more than what we have. I'm listening. You see you as a very strong and independent and very intelligent woman would probably know the best way for you to proceed. Um, of course, I couldn't go to Gavigan. He's nothing but simple, you know, simple man. He may be intelligent, but he's merely proud. You have a different story. Oh, but you just met me. You talk about me like you've known me my whole life. I've heard rumors here and there. I've studied up on you. I've done my homework. God, I just have sex already. God damn it, you people. I'm not trying to have sex with you. Not what a Wookiee sounds like. <laughs> I'm being cordial. I'm being a gentleman. Whatever do you mean there, Francis? I don't understand how I could honey my voice any further. <laughs> Precisely. I'm not here. What are we even doing? It's anyway. here, Francis. It's weird. Sometimes the game glitches out when I'm uh, waiting and I can hear uh, cutscenes from future. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind me. This is Francis speaking to you from in the future. The future, Francis. Zara looks at you. What are we even doing? Well, I just trying to gain the support for my cause. But you've told me so little about your cause, and while I do love playing coy. Finding this to be a little tired. Well, between you and me, 
this cause may bring about some major changes in, you know, the uh, higher status people. Of course, not people like yourself, but it does involve a bit of chivalry on some parts. Uh, have you heard about the recent murders? Oh, yes, it's been in the papers. Yes. Well, what I am trying to do directly coincides with those murders. Oh? Yes. Well, I'd be lying if I wasn't somewhat concerned reading about the Egyptian murders. I thought myself to be in danger. Please tell me. Yes, please. No, go ahead and tell the enemy all about our plans. How do we know this is an enemy? She's a regular woman. No, you're right. You're right. Definitely wasn't a I'm your friend. Let me help you. <laughs> She's just a spice lady, bro. Come on. Look at her. Spice just lady. a spice girl. Just one of the spice girls. It's just tasty spice. Just uh, Egyptian spice. Super innocent spice. Nothing going on here, spice. I to lay down some uh, heavy stuff. Miss Shafiq, once again, alluding back to the uh, proposition I came with, if you too feel that your life is in danger, then by teaming up with us, you will be allowed some form of, uh, what is it, solace, I believe. What I have found out in my uh, investigations is that the murders were committed by a single man, some uh, supremacist man who's obviously going on about his race being better than the dirty Egyptians who decided to wander out from Egypt and come into the great land of the UK. That's and ghastly. I Do you think it's eugenics or some other silly notion? Well, who can say these days? You see them all. But regardless of that, I would like some of your help because it seems that this man has teamed up with other radicals, if you'd like to call it that, and has been indiscriminately murdering many Egyptians. That's terrible. Yes, terrible. But with that being said, can I assume that I have your support? Give me a charm roll. God fucking damn it. Charms and shit. Can I push that? Yes, you may. Okay. Wow, that is an amazing push. I wasn't feeling it at first. So you see yourself losing the argument to herself. She is entertaining you. She's humoring you. And you see behind her eyes, while she keeps an expression of her, on her face that's uh, soft and gentle. You see a hardness of skepticism in her eyes, and then you double down and you plead with her. Um, and you get an extreme charm success. Go ahead and, uh, how do you turn her over to your side? <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, I gotta describe this. He's gonna grab her hands once again, hold them gently in his like, Zara, listen. So you're feeling very scared for your life now. You don't know what's going on now, but you're not by yourself anymore. But I tell you, by fighting with me and giving me simple I can ensure a very safe. I've never felt so safe, and I trust you completely and wholeheartedly with my very life. It's up to you, Dr. Bane. 
I leave it in your capable hands and you will know when the time comes, you'll have my support. Thank you. That was all I need. He's going to put a gentle kiss on the backs of her hands and uh, stand up and take his leave before things get uh, heated. Oh my, and as you make your way out the door and back into the city, leaving a blushing and waving in the windowsill goodbye, Zara Shafiq, we're going to take a five-minute break. (laughs) (laughs) It's not easy being beautiful. I guess. Is there some debate in our minds over her not like running the cults? Did not Melissa make it pretty clear that she was very much involved in the cults going on? Oh no, she, just, she's definitely. Did you just enlist the cult leader, or at least their liaison, in helping you stop the cult? And does that does her extreme success mean that when the fucking woman finds out that she was actually just hired to stop her own organization, she'll still do it, or she'll be like, oh wait? Oh, that. Oh, yeah, no, of course not. Fuck you. I'm what the fuck does this end up meaning? What does any of it mean? And we'll call it pro gamer movie. Why are you sleeping with the boss of the enemies? Because she's not the only boss. She's like two or something. I think Gavigan is one. Oh, she's not the only boss. Are you going to sleep with him too then? Well, no, he's not as high. Jesus <laughs> But yeah, we met Gavigan, and he was kind of like part of the cult as well. Right. So I think the two of them. I'm so going to fuck try to Mary talk kill. So Gavigan's a kill. She's a fuck. Who's the Mary? We haven't found them yet. I guess not yet. <laughs> my plan topple it from the inside, cause a bit of you know discrepancies between the two cult leaders. They don't have like you know the same interest. She's like, oh, I can't do this anymore because I love Bane. He's like, no, Bane's not a part of the cult. And she's like, I don't care. Yes. <laughs> All right, we'll see if this soap opera works out. <laughs> we'll find out. Our foolproof plan, the soap opera plan above all plans, will work out right after this break. <laughs> all right. Oh, we got fast matches as well. So I have a plan B. So does my girlfriend. Uh, what's your plan B? Plan B? Go to the cult meeting, throw poison gas bomb, put on the gas mask. Let God sort them out. Sounds very effective. It's Lydia. Remember the night we met? At a mutual friend's. They're gone for the Okay. Sometimes you take a swing and you <laughs> hit one into the bleachers, whatever. <laughs> okay. Well, well, all right, yeah, five minute break.
Little horse and Francis, you guys move around the city, waiting, biding your time, waiting for this damn club to open up already. I'm ready to get turned. Yeah, I think we, uh, now we go get lunch, uh, and, uh, Frank has Dr. Horse tell him all about his theories of, uh, how women and how they only go for, like, bad guys and how, uh, they'll be back once they're all dried up and all the eggs are gone and all that, that fucking rhetoric. Love it. Some real insults. Tell shit. me more Horst, about how you were just too nice, and if you weren't just such a nice guy all the time, you would definitely be able to get any of these ladies. But sounds wonderful. <laughs> is the uh, is this club open? I want to do some intimidation. We've bought these guns, and if we're not going to intimidate people, what are guns for? Well, shooting, but. Yes. Killing and intimidating, but mostly killing. Combination of the two. I completely agree. Let's get in there and intimidate some people. And or shoot them. Like a couple of uh, track stars down in the ready position. <coughs> you guys wait in line uh, in front of the Blue Pyramid Club and then right at 6, uh, 5.59, 6 o'clock, doors open and you guys race in there. Run, 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 run. All right, back to the bouncer. For the moment, you guys are the first ones inside the club. Surprised by your eagerness to get inside, you guys make your way in there and are stopped uh, at the door by the bouncer. Uh, hello. I do. Oh, uh, yes, hello. Uh, you're members of uh, Blue Pyramid Club. Goddamn, I have no idea how to do Egyptian. No, I liked it. It seemed very Egyptian to me. Uh, we're not members, no. We are all, though, hoping to uh, speak to the uh, the owner of this establishment. All right. uh, you should uh, see us moment, unless please. we have a meeting with him. If we don't, he certainly wants to be meeting with us. Oh, all right. I didn't know that you had the meeting scheduled with her. Abdullah, uh, 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 let them know you're here, or what are you concerned about? Uh, let them know that uh, we've got a date with Destiny. Uh, Alright, well, uh, if you're selling anything, we're not buying. I don't oh, no. I'm not selling. He's the one selling. Uh, why don't you go ahead and move along, buddy? I promise you I can make it worth your while. Uh, Frank pulls out a money clip and uh, flashes it quick enough that he can't really see how much money's in there, but it's thick. Well, it's really thick uh, money thing you got there. Oh, uh, thank you. It's not the only thick thing. I'm not sure why I said that. Yeah, I know. That's, uh, that's funny. I can see you're a big business. Now, if you want me to go and get Abdul, maybe you break me off a piece. Of the dick? I don't you said know this was thick go. enough, eh? Alright. Uh, yeah, Frank shows him a little bit of his dick. Oh, were you talking about the money clip? I'm sorry, I'm very confused. No, thank you. I appreciate that penis. Oh, very nice, very thick, like you say. Thank you. This is sounding uh, more Russian to me than... Uh, I feel like I, I'm trying to do Afghanistan, but I just am slipping into Russian. Yeah. Sure. 
I could I couldn't tell what uh I couldn't tell you what an Afghanistan accent sounds like, so The only bit I know is um Harry Shear uh does uh <laughs> from a bombed out van in Baghdad. <laughs> we bring you a roadside talk. <laughs> All right. Oh, uh, man, we have uh, reappropriated their American news van here in downtown Kabul, and I am bringing you this news program with my brother Abdullah Abdullah. <laughs> I cannot do it justice, but fucking Harry Shear is the man. <laughs> uh, anyways, can we speak to Abdul now? Well, it depends. Do you think you can pay me? Do see Abdul? Oh, right. You didn't want to see my penis. Okay. No, I uh, do yeah, appreciate Frank... that. You have a great penis. Thank you. I know. Frank uh, Frank gives him uh, 10 bucks. All right. So stay here. One moment. I give Abdul. And after a moment, you guys see a man in his 60s, kind of a round gentleman, balding, a heads up to you. And a little bit of a perplexed look on his face uh, comes up to you. Oh, yes, so my non-seer says you would like to talk to me. Ah, uh, we would. My name is uh, Mr. Francis Bourgeois Jefferson III, and this is my associate, uh, uh, Mr. Horst Esquire. <coughs> and uh, Frank winks at Horst. Giving you guys a stiff handshakes. Uh, it's a pleasure to meet you both, Ed. How can I help you? This is, uh... So the two of us are actually just new to town both of us are fancy uh, businessmen from perhaps you've heard of it the united states of america uh we have been looking to expand our operations into uh the london area and we have it on good authority that your club is uh well one of some renown uh, yes our club is very well known buddy not looking to facilitate anyone looking to expand into anywhere. I've had enough expansion into my bra, personal space. Thank you. I appreciate your time. And he starts like um, backing away from you all. You can tell he is a little nervous. You can tell from his body language. There is a little tiny wet pools forming under his armpits. Uh, sir, I think you want to finish this conversation with us. Uh, there's some, uh, interested parties that we communicated with beforehand that told us that you'd be quite cooperative if you wanted to, uh, well, maintain ownership of this establishment. Abdul, no, we shall bend to no man. Uh, are you trying to intimidate or what are you trying to oh, do intimidate. here? Oh, okay, give me the intimidate roll. Uh, uh, these fucking uh, skills. Uh, uh, oh, I don't even know. Where the fuck is it? Where are you, charm? Intimidate, huh? Uh, Frank has a 15 for his intimidate. I forgot that Frank's not very intimidating. <laughs> oh, that's too bad. Massive failure on my part. Uh, look, gentlemen, I... I don't know what you're trying to do here, but I think you should go ahead and move along. And he nods over at his bouncer, giving him, like, uh, 
a bit of a up down nod a little jittery nod and the bouncer starts making his way over and you realize now that this guy is uh well he's corn fed because he's a big gentleman um fuck should have gone in the cute cute angle oh how about frank frank pulls out a 20 dollar bill and then Frank pulls out a second $20 bill. Doorman takes and the then, 20 and then No, 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 off. he's not handing it over. He just, he takes a third $20 bill. Because, uh, I mean, oh, Abdul's still there, right? He's almost through the doorway. You can tell he's paused for a moment to see what you're doing. But as you take money out, it's not helping your case. He's, uh, he's about to continue to keep moving, even as he sees you take the money out. Look... Uh, horse, I'm at the loss, dude. I forgot how uh, not intimidating I am. So I, I lean over and I'm like, should we shoot him? As much as I want to, that was also my knee jerk. Um, I gotta say, I don't think it would help us find more information about the cult. Mm -hmm. What's the name of this cult again, Horst? Uh, Cult of the Black Pharaoh? Uh... Mr. Abdul, there's a certain pharaoh of a darker hue. Don't know what you're talking about. I want you to leave here immediately, and I don't want you ever to come back. I think the two of us should probably have, uh, the three of us should probably have a closer conversation, or I will do a whole lot more than say those words quietly. Look, I don't know what you're talking about. These are completely foreign words to me. I don't know who you're speaking of and i would very much ask you frank pulls out his old uh his old fbi badge well yeah every time i talk it's gonna be a different uh <laughs> cia dea freeze go ahead and give me frank, a persuasion frank flashes his, uh, yeah he fr flashes his uh his ice uh badge go ahead and take advantage because i'm kind of lying i'm not really persuading Oh, then Vazdok, and you can take advantage with the flash. Ooh, that's good. Well, still good, but slightly less good. Uh, yeah, so, um, we're going to need to have a quick conversation. I don't think you want to do it in front of your associates. I tried to bluff my way in. If you want to make things loud, we can make things loud. And if you tell me to leave right now, that's fine. I will leave, and then I will come back with Scotland Yard officers. Can we please have that conversation? and he realizing he doesn't have a way out of this per, this predicament he takes you guys both in by the shoulders grabs you guys by the forearms pulls you in through the club past two rooms that you see are in service uh, full of people that's strange I thought the club just opened up into a back office area where he closes the door behind him and locks it you guys have no idea what you're doing you no idea what you're bringing down upon me. Good. I don't want to bring nothing down upon Muhammad you. Muhammad save me. Uh, Muhammad save us all. Frankly, sir, I have no interest in bringing anything down on you. I need to know as much about the Black Pharaoh cult as you were willing to tell me. Uh, as ASAP. I don't know anything. You tell me what you know. You tell me uh, the leaders. You tell me where they meet. You tell me where they're going in the countryside with those vans full of people. You give me this information, and I promise that when the hammer of justice 
comes down upon this organization that you yourself shall be protected from it. I, 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 won't, I won't know anything. This is the what we're talking about. And you can just see pools, a torrential rain of sweat dripping down off this guy's forehead in about a three-foot diameter radius around him. He is like a sprinkler going just raining sweat around him. Abdul, I'm going to need you. Abdul, enough. All right, this goes one of two ways. Either you tell us everything that you know immediately, this very instant, or... Uh, the two of us put you in handcuffs. We take you out of here, proclaiming that uh, you are being arrested under suspicion of involvement with the Black Pharaoh cult. And in the next three days, uh, Scotland Yard releases the information that they have a new informant into the investigation. Uh, how long do you think that you'll survive at that point? So I don't mean to threaten you. I don't want to threaten you. I do mean to threaten you. You're going to need to tell me everything you know. Right now, it is the only way to save yourselves. You are sinking. You have a raft. I have thrown it out into the ocean. Grab onto the raft, sir. And tell me about the Black Barrow cult. See him grasping at straws, looking for a way out of this conversation, and finding himself quite boxed in. See his shoulders relax, deflate, submitting to your convincings, your persuasions. Submit to me. He does. What's that. my name? Say my name. Francis. Uh, yeah, that's the name. You fucking know it. Oh, Anyways. Francis. Oh, Francis. Oh. So, who do you, who who contacts you from the organization? Who's the highest uh, member in the organization that you're aware of? Edward Gavigan. Edward. Mr. Gavigan. Again. How often do you speak to this gentleman? I never to speak the way I have an arrangement and I keep my head down hoping that I'm not taken at 3am how does the organization meet is there a code word is it always the same crew that gathers up the uh, the, the participants it's always the same people the same loyal followers of the cloud cloud the cult do you know any of these people and where they live he looks down and then slowly nods. You don't understand, they're too powerful. Don't make me roll any more dice. Just tell me the name of one of these gentlemen and where I can find them. I promise that you will not come into this. This is your only way out, Abdul. And you only have the one chance. Don't fuck this up. I feel like I'm signing my death warrant by speaking with you. You're signing your death warrant by not. I will let you know. The guilt, it crushes me. I can no longer sleep. All the hundreds of people I've sent to their doom. For what? Well, that's more than a baker's dozen. To satiate this dark cult's thirst for blood. Why? I am no longer worthy of life. Yes, I will tell you. Maybe one way this bloody violence will come to an end. And he divulges you uh, information that seems to be about 20 cultists that he knows about and he doesn't know where each of them lives or there are old names. It seems that some of them were using aliases to gain entry into the Blue Club Pyramid. Blue Pyramid Club. That's fine. We know at least where one of them lives though, right? 
the smallest, scrappiest, kind of weakest looking piece of shit. You do know that one. You also notice that Zahara's or uh, Zara Shafiq's name is mentioned again, and when he does so, the horror in his face, the long features stretch out. He is truly afraid of this woman. Well, the plus side, uh, Frank says, as an aside to Horst, uh, at least we won't have to have any dealings with this woman. This man is so afraid. Luckily, none of us would be foolish enough to get involved with this woman. Uh, Clearly. We should be fine. Yeah. Thank God. (laughs) Thank God. Now that we know this, we'll let Dr. Bane know. Not that he would be stupid enough to do anything like that before talking to the rest of us. Uh, did you, Toss? Did you, uh, did you want to talk to the uh, to Mr. Abdul here about uh, Yelissa? No, I think I'm good. I think we're we've we've got ourselves to a good place. Also, okay. we'll deal with her some other time. I, I like the amount of closure you have here. I was going to say we could find her address, or he could even ensure that you get a date. But I like your your maturity <laughs> at this point. Uh, all right, Abdul, you have been very helpful. I appreciate your cooperation in this, and I may—I guarantee, I give you my word as a gentleman, that when this all comes raining down, that the Black Pharaoh cult will shortly no longer be an issue, and that you yourself will be protected uh, during the, uh, the proceedings. Thank you. History will look fondly on you and what you've done, the service you've done to your country. At this point, you can tell his eyes have glassed over. All he can imagine is the horrible, torturous death that awaits him. And that's all he can see. He can barely hear you. All he can hear, in fact, is a womp, 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 womp. Yeah, Frank pats him on the head and gets up and unlocks the door and starts heading out. And you guys make your way out of the Blue Pyramid, uh... You guys make your way out of the Blue Pyramid Club back into the city. And as you do so, making your way down the hallway, the dancers, the attendants, you watch their heads swivel as you exit the club. No one follows you, but you are the center of attention. Well, that's unsettling. Dr. Bane. Yep. As you leave Empire Spices, you take a moment in the dreary city of London. You find an overhang out of the rain as it pours down around you. Taking a moment to orient yourself. How am I going to leave? Where am I going to next? How am I going to get there? What form of transportation? That's what you're thinking about when Zara Shafiq exit Empire Spices, flips the sign to from open to closed, and locking the door, makes her way into the rain. Did she not notice me? Or? She does not. It's uh, off to the side, and you found a, a spot out of the rain that kind of conceals you from her direct line of sight. I'm going to follow her. Can I 
new or follower. It's uh, go ahead and give me a stealth roll. That's almost unnecessary. I'm going to give you advantage because it's coming down quite heavily, and she seems more intent about staying dry and out of the rain. It meant nothing. And let's see if she can see you. I mean, I failed. Yeah, but she needs to actually proceed, succeed in perceiving you, or else you just blend into the rest of our. Uh, you just look like a clumsy person in the crowd. Just totally normal. There's always clumsy people in those crowds. Great. I'll just persist. 80 is not high, and she does have 90% one of her stats. Sixty percent spot hidden. I'm gonna say she does not see you. You continue to follow her, and the uh, clip, clip, clop, clop of the rain. Cool. Now. Just missed the page I was on. Dang it. Ha, we're back. Yes. Making your way through the rain, making your way through the rain and the city. You guys follow, or just you, Dr. Bane, follow Zara Shafiq into the main part of town where you uh, see a lot of the government office buildings. You see these large towering structures rise up into the gloom and the gray of all the stone and the concrete matches the gray of the overcast rain coming down. What a lovely, dreary hellhole you find yourself in. Seeing Zahara continue up these massive flight of stairs, you follow into a large museum. Insane museum that, uh, came to the park. What's that? Is this the same museum that we came to when we first got to the UK? Negative. This is not the Penju Foundation and not connected to it at all. Right, okay. And in fact, you find something of a large, uh, not quite a festival, but uh, kind of like a carnival. As you make your way inside of the museum's... Uh, Landing entryway, you see all these wonderful exhibits from all over the world. You find yourself in the British Empire Exhibition. Ah. Yes, and looking ahead of you, you see Zahara continuing into the exhibition, making her way from the different attractions. Does she just fight seeing? You see the way she's moving, direct, with purpose, not really taking in the different exhibitions, but walking directly towards the back area. 
try to follow her at a distance. Trying not to slip on the wet floor that you're dripping onto, you stealthily pick your way through the crowd. I'll say that it's busy enough that you are easily able to blend into the different exhibits, and uh, it's still pretty busy. You see a little sign that says that this exhibition is open for 13 hours a day, with admission costing about one shilling, which you pay for, and... Uh, and looking around, you see that the large building houses themed areas, including the Palace of Housing and Transport, which contains working crane and displays focusing on all manner of technical advancement in engineering, shipbuilding, electricity, motor vehicles, railways, telegraphs, housing, and uh, aircrafts as well. Zara makes her way directly through this into the Palace of Industry, which holds displays that include uh, coal, gas, metals, medical drugs, sewage, food, clothing. Essentially just a bit of everything. It's a bit of everything, and you see that each of the British colonies has its own pavilion, like its own little pop tent. And on display is each of the unique culture, architectural, and technical achievements of each of the Empire's uh, satellites. So you, walking by, look down and you see this like maple leaf and it is the Canadian Pavilion, which includes a full-sized reproduction of the Prince of Wales. Which is in fact just like a giant whale with like wings and it flies. Oh wow. Yeah, Prince of Wales so is cool. Great. I played in this one D&D campaign where all the marine life was flying in the sky, so there's just like whales and... Okay, imagine deep sea creatures, but they're just high altitudes. Yeah, it's just like flying around. <laughs> And there, in the back, as you refocus, turning away from the Canadian table, is Zahara speaking with Edward Gavigan. Hmm. I'm gonna get a little bit closer, try to eavesdrop. Give me a listen roll. <sighs> Not a good listener. Who is Same. That? Let's listen. Persuade. Ah, there's listen. Bap bop. I'll let to tell you. It's hard for you to make out the sound, the ambient noise in this museum is a little bit noisy as like a classroom of third graders goes by. Oh god. You are able to catch fragments of the conversation between them, however. You hear Edward talking to Zara. Yes, I met the investigators. It seems that they are asking questions about the Brotherhood. 
They even made it into the Blue Pyramid Club, if you can believe it. A little bit of muttering goes on in the background. You can't quite distinguish what they're saying, but you hear Jackson Elias's name. Mm. Yes, somehow they're involved with that awful reporter. Interesting. Yalesha's name comes up, and you hear Edward say, Very well, I'll take her to Essex. Make a mental note of that. That's what you're able to pick up before having to drift away to avoid suspicion. Oh, that's and as the crowd thins and you wander around through the different exhibitions you see lifelike figures made out of wax And as you look at these wax figures, you remark to yourself how lifelike they are. Are they so lifelike that it looks like they just took a regular human being and cast them in the wax and they're just stuck in there now? You look closer and you see the eyes uh... (laughs) pleading you towards you, please release me from this wax prison. No, no, they are wax figures, and you see Helen of Troy shimmer before you. You watch as she shakes and then crouches, changing into a bestial thing with piercing red eyes, sharp yellow fangs, and cruel-looking claws. You recognize the features of the woman to be that of a Lois Vane. Ah. Should you please make a sanity I, check for me, Dr. Bane? Am I hallucinating? A little bit. Oh, Not worried about it. You remember her and you're like, ah, bup, 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 not my problem. <laughs> Moving on directly to the next wax figure, you see Madame de Pompadour begin to shimmer. And shake as she turns into a belly dancer chained to a stone obelisk. You recognize. Sanity for this. I'm only going to require a sanity check for the first one. Great. I'll just continue to hallucinate then. Hmm. Not going to question that at all. You uh, have to start, like, kind of hyperventilating as you ride a wave, as you watch. The belly dancer, chained to the stone obelisk, her features become clearer. This is Yalesh. Yalesha. Yeah. I'll do two more of these. There's six, but we're not going to do them all. Why are there so many? It's supposed to be more people. I don't know. Oh, you. 
Looking at the last two wax figures, you see Dante Beatrice seems to expand, becoming fat, bloated thing, hiding behind an elegant Chinese fan. As Cleopatra, sitting before a chess set, transforms into a beautiful Egyptian woman, with entrancing pale eyes and hooded black snake wrapped around her upper arm. And as these liquid images swim before you, you blink them away as everything comes back into focus. Dr. Bain, is there anything else you'd like to do here at the British Exhibition? Uh, no. But I kind of want to leave, get back to my party members, relay to them the information that I spent a couple of hours gathering. Very well. The Empire is in its final stages of its death throes and decay. No point in dwelling on the past. You make your way back to your teammates. Little Horace and Francis, where are you guys heading after uh, making your way out of the Blue Pyramid Club? Well, it seems like a little late in the day to see the town. I mean, this is my first time in England and London, and I would like to see, I don't know, uh, Big Ben? You're yeah, I guess let's, let's swing by uh, Big Ben on the way back to the hotel. Yeah, we'll just swing by on the way. Set anything up with Bane, but we Except, definitely want to pick up Bane before we go and uh, visit the cult member. I mean, I have concerns. Ever since the uh, the fog thing, I have issues with being out, out at night. Uh, yes, I don't blame you. In fact, I forgot about that. Well, uh, Dave forgot about that. I haven't forgot about that because it was fucking terrifying. Um... Yeah, we'll swing by Ben, and I guess we'll head back to the hotel where we'll hopefully meet up with Bane. Can we kind of, like, uh, retcon that we were supposed to meet back together there? Absolutely. That makes sense. So you guys made your way back. Making your way back from the Blue Pyramid Club. Try and swing by Big Ben, and you see that? It's raining. All you can see is, like, the bottom of it. You cannot see more than, like, 10, 20 feet up there. And it's getting dark now, so it's, like, really limited. The faint light that the gas street lamp throws is not enough to see all the way up. Hundreds of feet up into the night sky of a rainstorm. But you guys make a good attempt. Put your hand on Big Ben. Give it a slap. Head back over to the hotel, and you find Dr. Bain. Syrup to... Uh, serendipitously wandering back to the hotel you guys meet up and make your way through the streets of the london night uh yeah so i guess we share with bane everything that we've done uh do the same you guys tell each other of your visits to the blue pyramid club as well as the expedition to the british empire Exposition. Expo uh, meh, meh, meh. And the meeting. <laughs> Exhibition, thanks you. Uh, and you guys uh, fill each other in about the meeting between Zara and Edward Gavigan. And within spitting distance, much in the similar distance between the hotel. And the attack of the thing in the dark. You guys no. feel like something's following you. 
God damn it. If it feels like there's something following us, there is. We should. Yeah, we need some light sources, but if, so yeah, I guess we need to decide what our next actions are. Oh yeah, by the way, Yelush might be getting kidnapped. That means nothing to me. I could not care less. Strangely, just don't care. <laughs> Good to know. I mean, that's that's terrible for her. You seem awfully concerned with her. She doesn't mean anything to me. It's not about the meeting. It's about the fact that we can use her as bait. Right. Uh, now there's that. I guess my question is, so we, we found out some information about the cult, but I don't know if we're going to be able to find out much more without heading into the countryside. Which was the one thing we promised we would not do under any circumstances. It was dumb and had nothing to do with us. I mean, we found out... Uh, well, I'm, I'm 70... No, more close to 86% sure that I know who the leaders are. Ah, me too, actually. Uh, so we could... I guess we could lean on one of these cultists. We do know the name of one of the, the weaker-looking, uh, bitchy kind of guys. It should be easy enough for us to flip them. Do we want to pay them a visit? It would mean going back outside, which sounds awful. In this rain and also the terrifying darkness. I don't go out into the dark. And I... Uh, not my thing. I mean, we could carry a bunch of flashlights. Candles and the like. If I can have ten flashlights, yes, I will go out into the dark. Alright, roll for flashlights. <laughs> you guys seen that video of them making, like, the artificial sun... Oh. What? Like, I have yeah. to send that. It's like it's a very, very bright light that gets like very hot for like two seconds. Yeah, I've seen Spider Man too. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I'll I'll have to find that video. But it's a very, very bright light. Like imagine having the sun confined entirely within your own home. Go again. I sunburn easily. Yes. <laughs> Just for sunscreen. So as you guys make your way down the street discussing your next move. Who to help? Fuck that bitch. <laughs> right. Well, I mean, I don't know. Fuck that bitch. But at the same time, it's not really any concern, right? So, uh, yeah, I mean, do we do we want to go out to this cultist? Do we want to go witness what happens there? Do we want to at least warn Yelissa? I have no loyalty, but Bane, you did sleep with her last night. It wasn't consensual. Um, that sounds like a Bane problem. Yeah, that, that, that raises a whole bunch of new questions, then. What the fuck does that mean? Who was it unconsensual for? Me. <laughs> oh. It's a shame uh, you didn't inform Wookie before he wrote that into the uh, the recap. No, I didn't think she was going to sleep with me. I, we, we settled that she was going with horse. Too right. What's done is done. I didn't want it. <laughs> and as uh, Dr. Bane protests all these women who won't stop throwing themselves at him. Uh, gosh, problems. Am I right? Am I right? 
You guys hear the rumble of an old automobile head down the streets, and just as you guys turn around, you see the flashlights, the headlights, pop on, stunning you momentarily before you have to dive out of the way. Everybody, give me a strength, uh, give me a strength or dexterity check. This car almost tries to run you all over. You all pile out of the way into safety as it skids to an S-stop and you watch as four cultists pile out of this vehicle. You see, bound and gagged with a look of horror, terror on her face, Yalesh screaming into her gag. She's been captured. Do I know her? Hmm. Never seen this woman in my life. Yeah, I, I don't. Yeah. Horst kind of does that little like five finger wavy motion. See ya. <laughs> As you try and peace out, the cultists surround you. Moving in for the kill, they draw these long clubs with a giant spike through the head of it and start stalking towards your group. How many cult members? Uh, three. I, uh, there's too many here. Just three, not four. Can I shoot at whatever one's closest to me? You may next week when we pick up here. In the middle of combat, as you are all descended on by dark members of the Brotherhood of the Black Pharaoh. That's what we're going to pick it up next week. Thanks for playing, you guys. No problemo. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Always, always. Real proud of yourself with these cliffhangers, Lukey, huh? You gotta make sure you try and leave everyone as anxious and balled up in a stressful pile of goo as possible. You don't want a single moment of relaxation or stress. That would be bad. No, it's like really confusing. When you, like, pause your game and you don't come back to it for like six months and you come back and you're like in the water for some reason. And you don't remember the controls. Yeah. Why does my character have five levels of exhaustion? This is weird. <laughs> well, fortunately, we've been dragging Doctor Who behind us in a, on a sled, so when he comes to mid-fight... Right, that'll be the fourth. <laughs> Alright, well, it's been fun. I gotta go to work tomorrow, so good night, everybody. Bye. Right. Bye. See ya. Peace. Beyond Beyond Meat, here at Beyond Beyond Meat, we believe in having a 
available food source for every single person on Earth that is a net zero carbon emission product. Yes, you heard correctly. Beyond Beyond Meat is a net zero carbon emission product, meaning that we are green like our meat. Now, there are controversies with Beyond Beyond Meat in that we do need a human sacrifice to initiate the process of grafting new muscle fibers onto the individual's flesh where we may fill out and create hundreds of tons from one individual's sacrifice. Willing or not, these people are using their bodies to feed the entire world and we thank them. And yes, you may have seen ads or other protests saying that Beyond Beyond Meat is inhumane. The more the person suffers, we found that the meat accelerates the growth. So we induce constant suffering by harvesting the meat from their thousand ton bodies live. As their gelatinous blob form rise in utter agony, we cut and slice ever new and continuously forming chunks of meat off of their hideous form. Beyond Beyond Meat, we're beyond meat production.